Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Authentic Audience Podcast. My name is Krista Ritma, and I am your host. And today, it's just me. I'm taking a small hiatus. I leave for Nepal in a few days days. Oh my God, that's so wild. Um, I'm leaving for Nepal and I will be gone for a month. So I'm taking a short hiatus from the podcast. I have some really exciting guests lined up for when I get back. I'm so, so, so excited, but I like to do my interviews very close to when I actually release the episodes. Um, When I have these guests on, usually what comes up for me or what comes up on the podcast is something that is really relevant to how I'm feeling that day. So I like to release them as quickly as I can because that tends to be the theme or the mood of what a lot of people are working with during that time. So I'll be taking a short break and I decided that it is time. It's been a while since I checked in, since I gave a little update. A lot has shifted, obviously. I'm feeling a lot, uh, getting ready to leave the office, my clients, my life, my dog, my husband, um, and head to the Himalayas for a month. So starting to get that like cold feet, but so excited. Um, feeling, which I haven't felt in a while. Um, I love this feeling. It's also a paralyzing feeling. Um, but the last time I had this feeling was right before I got married. And then before that, um, when I went to Nepal for the first time, it's like, you know, you're about to have a life changing experience happen and all of the resistance and anxiety and excitement that goes along with that is uh (laughs) it's fun it's a lot so i leave next week and um emery hall and i we did a podcast episode together called journey to the mountain kingdom um we're going to be taking 24 people we're leading two back-to-back trips to nepal and i can't wait i'm so uh nervous about leaving the business and um leaving my clients and the whole thing but It's just, there's not a day that goes by that I don't think about Nepal and that experience I had and being able to be in a place now where I can hold space for all of these new people getting to experience it for the first time. I'm really ready to do that. Um, Emery's a bit more of an introvert and I'm a bit more of an extrovert. So I think Um, It's going to be a really nice balance um, holding space for this group of beautiful people who have decided to come with us to Nepal. So yeah, I can't wait for that. Um, But I thought that on this episode, it would be nice to just a lot's happened this summer. I've learned a lot. I've cleansed a lot. um, And I just wanted to get really honest and share about my process this summer and what's been happening for me and Yeah, so let's dive into that. So at the beginning of the summer, I was editing some videos for a client of mine, Deborah Silverman, who was also on this podcast, and she was talking about the progressed moon, which I know very little about. 
um, the progressed moon part of astrology. I'm still learning. And she was basically going through all of the different signs that your progressed moon could be in. And I, of course, didn't know where mine was. And she got to Virgo. And she started saying in the low road of Virgo, you're feeling totally paralyzed by work. Your supplements are sitting in the cabinet. You're not working out. You are stressed about money. You know you need to budget, but you don't know how. Um, you've become a total workaholic and you're super, super anxious and feeling very, very stuck. And I was like, wait, <laughs> that's how I'm feeling. For all of spring and early summer, I was feeling really stuck. And then she said the high road of having your progressed moon in Virgo, which is you're cleansing your body, you're purifying yourself, you're getting into a workout routine, you're starting to take vitamins, supplements, maybe working with a nutritionist for the first time, you're hiring, you're expanding your business, you're budgeting, you're excited about work, you have a great work-life balance. So I was like, this sounds more <laughs> fun and the downside, though, of Virgo, Progress Moon and Virgo sounded an awful like what I was going through. So I pulled up my chart and sure enough, my Progress Moon had just entered Virgo. And for those of you who don't know a lot about astrology, Virgo is an earth sign and I don't have any earth in my chart. I have a lot of air, I have a lot of water, and I have a little bit of fire, but literally zero earth. Um, so grounding is hard for me. Spreadsheets are hard for me. Money conversations are hard for me. Um, I tend to dream big and then not really get bogged down in the execution of things. So this was a new thing that I had been feeling and it, I had never really felt it before. I never really cared about looking at spreadsheets or my PNLs or my QuickBooks. And then all of a sudden I wanted to be on every email and every contract and looking at all of the spreadsheets and it's so funny. We were we were meeting with our friends in Chicago and I kept referring to these spreadsheets. And I'm like, is there a spreadsheet for this? Is there a spreadsheet for that? And Lindsay, she's the CEO of Ritual. She was like, we've had these spreadsheets. Like you've been shared on them for literally two years. <laughs> this is the first time I cared to see it. And so it has been a really big shift, like a massive shift in my energy and my attention and everything I wanted to focus on previously my pro my progressed moon was in leo which is interesting because that's like all about me right so i got married i started my company i started my podcast i gave the speech all of these things i grew my instagram following it was very much like me being center stage and then all of a sudden i was like wait I don't want this to be all about me. I love that people trust me and want to connect with me, but I have an incredible company here. I want this to be about authentic audience and our results in the business rather than me. And that shift came with my progressed moon moving into Virgo. And regardless of if you believe in astrology or not, for me, and I've said this many times, I have to be able to name something before I can heal it. And I was so sort of paralyzed by all of this new energy I was feeling around Earth, around Virgo, whatever you want to call it. And once I recognized that my progressed moon was in Virgo, I named it. I was able to start doing something about it. So immediately I made this big shift in my mindset, in my day-to-day, and -day, what I was doing. And it changed my whole summer. I mean, 
just this one little piece of information, my progressed moon being in Virgo and understanding what to do with that was massive. And so the first thing I did uh, was hire a CFO. Uh, We hired our good friend, our dear friend, Wayne. He's going to be on this podcast eventually. Um, (laughs) I mark my words, he will be. And he's my money guy. He's um, really close to the business. I've shared a lot about the business with him for the last uh, year or so. So bringing him on board to actually hold space for the money, for that conversation, to say no. (laughs) I basically brought him on to tell me no. Um, But something really interesting happened. So we had our first meeting in May. And I'm always so stressed out, um, mostly because I don't know what's going on with the financial side of my business. And so he shared a bunch of spreadsheets with me and I was blown away by the amount of money that we had on our bank account. I literally couldn't believe it. And I thought he was going to say, oh, you guys are screwed. Like you can't hire, you can't do this, you can't do that. And he was like, you guys are doing great. You know, you 5X'd in the last year, this and that, all of this stuff that I honestly am embarrassed to say I had no idea because I just do the work, you know? And um, that's one thing that I'm working on is I know how to deliver results. I know how to work hard. I know how to connect with people and create marketing strategies um, is basically what I'm doing, but I don't know how to run a business. (laughs) So I don't know how to scale a business. I don't know how to structure a business. So thinking about the investing and the money and the P&Ls and the revenue and the ROI and all this stuff was really new to me. I just, it's not my zone of genius. So I hired somebody that's a genius in this and he's been paying really close attention and teaching me what numbers to look for. One main thing that he taught me was, he's like, I know you don't work hourly, but you need to look at all of your clients. So we made this big spreadsheet and he asked me how many hours I work with each client, how much time they take on a weekly basis, how much they're paying us, what their retainer is, all of this information. And he basically gave me a number. And he said, if you're making less than this per hour, then it's not a good source of revenue for us. And it's a really interesting metric that I haven't thought about before. You know, we did a project in May um, that had, it seemed like a really high price and we were really excited to do it. But then I realized I spent like a hundred hours on this project. So it actually didn't turn out to be as viable and like time, timely or financially financially, um, exciting as I would have hoped. And so basically having these sort of goals, he set goals for me. He gave me just like a rough structure of how I should be working, what I should be thinking about in terms of money was really inspiring and gave me a lot of confidence (laughs) in what I'm doing. So from then, and it's just interesting being able to set goals, especially around money when if you're like me, you've been really hesitant to like even look at your account or look at taxes or dive into these things, sort of put it on other people. And Wayne has really forced me to be present and to understand my accounts and to understand where the money's going, how we're spending, what that looks like. And it's just really given me a whole new confidence in the business and just having that information and setting those goals. We had our quarterly review last week and we doubled our cash flow since our first meeting in May. And I had no idea. 
<laughs> like I had no idea. I knew we had been taking on more clients. I knew I'd been taking on more consults, but I had no idea that it was that extreme and that successful. And here I am so stressed out leaving for Nepal not taking on new work because I'm the only one that brings in new work. Um, so all of our current clients, our attainer clients, our current projects are all going to keep flowing. But in terms of bringing in new business, I uh, that's paused for a month. The podcast is paused. Anything Krista related is paused. And once he told me this, I was like, holy shit, <laughs> I can take a break. So that was a huge shift, like diving into the money, becoming friends with my bank account, massive shift. Second thing going along with that is this women's group I joined. I know I've talked about this and I joined Yana Robinson's women's group. And one major thing, I mean, it's so funny because it's basically like four little thoughts shifted my entire summer, shifted my entire experience in my business. The first one being my progressed moon in Virgo. My second one being make friends with your bank account. And the third one uh, Yana on the women's group call led us through a meditation where you sit down, close your eyes, you're having coffee and in walks your business. Your business is a separate entity from you. It has its own energy. Maybe it's a light, maybe it's a shape, maybe it's a person and you have a conversation with your business. That's it. That little thought, I am not my business changed everything. And every morning I sit down and I have a conversation with my business. What do you need today? How can I serve you today? It's not about me. I'm not my business. And this totally changed my whole level, my stress level, because I'm not my business. I'm here to support my business. And so I sit down every day and instead of getting really stressed out with the emails or with the projects or anything, the ads, whatever it is we're doing, it's like, how can I support you today? Today, you need to answer all of your emails. You need to bring on two new clients. You need to make sure your retainer clients are happy. It's like, I'm now working in partnership with my business. And this shift in mindset has been very extreme. The fourth thing I did was a cleanse. So I, if you know me personally, um, then you definitely know this about me. But for the last two years, um, I was addicted to the jewel. I was never a smoker. <laughs> and two years ago, I picked up the jewel. A friend had one. I smoked it. If you don't know what a jewel is, it's a little vape pen um, for nicotine. They're kind of everywhere right now. And as my cousin said, when she realized that I was smoking it. She goes, she's like, my cousin's 22. And she goes, what are you, 18? <laughs> so it's like what the kids are doing these days. And uh, it's been all over the news, whatever. Anyway, uh, I've developed some unhealthy habits to say the least. I had been working 12 hours a day. I, my sister was calling my lifestyle sedentary where I was just sitting most of the day working on emails and not taking care of my body. Two of three meals a day, we were Uber eating. We were, you know, ordering takeout, um, just so we could get through our deadlines and meet with our clients and all of this stuff. And 
So one, the shift happened when I realized our business was okay. When I met with Wayne, I realized, okay, our business is doing okay. Our clients are happy. Let's focus on what's on our plate. And then the second thing is now I have some space to drop in and take care of myself. And one of my mentors said to me, you know, you're getting on stage, you're giving these talks, you're doing photo shoots, whatever. And you need to be walking your talk. So you need to look healthy. Like you don't need to be super fit or super skinny or whatever, but it's important that if you want to inspire people, you look inspiring. And that was a nice little wake up call. And I met with my nutritionist, Robin, who I had never invested in a nutritionist before, all being the upside now of my progressed moon. And Clay and I decided to commit to basically an eight-week detox cleanse experience um, where we focused a lot on our body, on what we were eating, and working out which we had not done. I mean, we just, (laughs) since our wedding, let's just say we've gone way downhill. So what we did was this really awesome detox. Robin walked us through the whole thing. It was very custom. Um, It was a lot of elimination, getting rid of irritants. And basically through this process, I quit the jewel as well. So major change for me. Um, We had no alcohol, no dairy, no gluten, no sugar, no soy, no jewel, and no coffee. In addition to that, I did three colonics and uh, Clay did not. And uh, we've been going to the gym now three to five, I would say closer to five days a week for about an hour. And holy shit, I feel like a different person. Oh, the last thing we did was supplements. So during the detox, we were doing a lot of supplements, liver cleansing, kidney cleansing, um, and she got us on a vitamin regimen. So we're taking vitamins for the first time in 30 years. And I feel amazing. I honestly wish I didn't feel so good, (laughs) but what you put in your body is everything. And we have more energy. We're sleeping better. We're getting along better. Um, we're happier. I mean, so the internal effects are profound and externally we look healthy too, um, which is always a nice little bump um, for the ego when you're doing all this internal work and then to look in the mirror and feel really good. It's been awesome. And so that has, I mean, we've been basically cleansing the business, cleansing ourselves, and it's been a lot and it's noticeable. I mean, it really is noticeable when you put in the work. And what's so funny is during that time that I decided to focus on myself and my body and my health and my everything is when we doubled our business. I mean, the more attention I can put on waking up and being in a better mood, I get more done. And another really simple shift that happened was I used to have my workouts at the end of my days. So I blocked my calendar from, you know, from four to five, I work out. It says move your body every day. And by the time it got to four o'clock, I was running late on emails. I had a, a last minute call, things like that. And I was never getting to the gym. I was never getting the yoga. So now all I do is my calendar's blocked till 10 a.m. and I usually wake up at 8 or 8.30. So I go to the gym. First thing, I go to the gym and I come home, I shower, we have a healthy breakfast and then I dive in. I'm still starting work at the same time and it's 
made such a big difference. I actually go. So just thinking about the time of day, even that I work out, it's like, it's done so much for my anxiety and my stress too, because as much as I want to get up and be stressed and answer emails and figure all of this stuff out, I don't do it. And I'm like, my only job is to wake up and go to the gym. And I mean, what's that legally blonde? I don't, I don't remember what it is, but you know, people who work out have higher endorphins, whatever people, people who work out don't kill their husbands, whatever. If you've seen legally blonde, you know what I'm talking about, but Um, basically I am happier once I go to the gym first and then come home. So it's so funny because it's like very little small shifts and mainly in my thinking and in my mindset has affected then my lifestyle, my relationships, my business, all of these things. So I haven't made any major, major shifts other than, you know, eating a little healthier, going to the gym more and rearranging my schedule. The bigger one being, you know, hiring a CFO and then realizing my relationship with money. I mean, it's just so many little things, but what's so cool is like just one thought, one shift in mindset is all it takes to start this whole process of this summer of hiring, of cleansing, of growing was just, oh, my progressed moon's in Virgo. And this is what that means to heal that. And this is what that means to look at that and to dive into that. So that's been our summer. It's been really great. Uh, We started with hiring our CFO. Now we have an ad buyer. Um, We've hired two other contractors on development and design. I'm obsessed with our ad buyer. And we've got interviews lined up for COOs and project managers. And it's been so cool getting to share our missions, our goals. I'm really letting go. I'm detaching, releasing control and recognizing that I can continue to bring people into the business, but I shouldn't be the one running it. I want somebody to tell me what to do. I want somebody to teach me, to help me with strategies, to challenge me. And that's what I'm looking for in these employees. Jeff, our new ad buyer, he's so brilliant in Facebook ads. It's all he specializes in. He's teaching us every day. And because of that, our clients are being more successful and they're paying us the same, which is awesome for them. So the last thing we did um, this summer is we wrote down, we had a really great meeting with our friend Allison and she created our core values, our mission statement and our guiding principles for our company. So as we expand and as we grow, these are the things we're looking for in not only our clients, but also employees. And that's been really cool. Just like does this person check this box? Does this person believe in honest marketing? Does this person believe in being really fucking careful with our client's dollar? And it's just this great little metric now for when we hire and when we interview, as well as when we talk to new clients, like do they fit into these categories that really, you know, are our fundamental foundation of why we started this thing and what we believe in. So it's been a lot. I know that was a lot. And it's going well. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, it's a daily practice. And so I think my yoga practice, my spiritual practice is growing, um, is evolving always. But just because I go to the gym yesterday doesn't make it any easier to get up and go to the gym today. Like the resistance is still there. 
And I think, you know, it does take 30 days to start a ritual. So now it's not like, I am I going to go to the gym today? It's like, I'm 100% going. <laughs> it's just a matter of how many minutes it takes me to get up and get there. So that's like one shift that's happened. And then, you know, this whole idea of talking to my business has allowed me to sort of detach from it a little bit more and not take things so personally as well, but it's still a daily practice. Like it's a remembering of, I am not my business. How do I separate myself from this? How do I close my computer at the end of the day and feel valued and worthy without my business? And I think that is a big theme that I would like to focus on and spend the you know, remaining time of this update talking about. And um, Emery sent me a text last night and I'm going to actually pull it up because this is such a big theme for me and I, I thought I could share about it. So she said, I can't wait for more Krista time and more Krista valuing herself outside of work with a smiley face. And I love her for saying that. Um, it's subtly calling me out on my shit. Um, but also telling me how much she loves me and values me at once, which is why she's my best friend. But, um, I've been really scared to go to Nepal. I've been afraid our clients will leave. I'm afraid, you know, of a lot of things, but mostly this big, big, big concept of valuing myself and who am I without the business and putting so much value on what people think of me in the business and just valuing myself in general. I think I tend to lead with the business because it's successful and I'm good at marketing. So I'm comfortable talking about it. And I know that in our business, we're providing so much value to people. So it's this area that I feel really confident in. But when we're out with our friends, I'm constantly finding myself feeling unworthy of their presence. And I guess this is a great thing because it means I surround myself with really fucking amazing people. But our friends, even in San Francisco, um, I tend to question what value I provide them, which sounds so silly um, when I say it out loud. And my friend Alfredo has called me out on it before, um, but they're very smart, my friends. They're very intellectual and they're constantly teaching me. We're all in very different. We jokingly say, you know, the 10 of us could start like a colony or, or run the world because we're all in completely different businesses. We've got policy, we've got architecture, we've got music production, we've got art, um, politics, like so many different things. Clay and I do the marketing and I'm, you know, really spiritual on one end. And it's just, we really have a diverse group of friends and our interests and we all come together and have a really beautiful time. And I always leave the night feeling unworthy, which is a theme that I want to work on. And if this is coming up for me, I'm guessing it's probably coming up for other people. Um, and I feel this way often. And the one time that I tend to be very confident is with the business because I, I know what value we provide and for whatever reason, and it wasn't always this way, I do not flinch when I say my prices. I 
do not flinch. I know the work I am doing is this valuable and it has nothing to do with me and everything to do with what I bring to it and my experience in marketing, my experience in storytelling and my intuition really and ability to connect with an audience. But Emery saying that sort of like checked me a little bit because it's become very much so about work and my value in work. And a couple of weeks ago, funnily, funnily enough, um, we were all same group of friends. We went to Vegas, which was so much fun. And I actually turned off for a couple of days and we were talking about what we would do if we didn't do what we were currently doing. And it's a funny question to ask me because I built this whole thing and <laughs> it's my company, but I was realizing that, um, if I, if I could take a break or if I had time off from this company, I would write. Um, there's actually a book that's coming through me and it has nothing to do with marketing. And I have this fear that people won't value it. Um, and how I would really be spending my time if I didn't, wasn't so obsessed with like growing and succeeding and honestly proving my value to people. It feels like I'm doing that a lot. Like I'm constantly feeling like I have to prove my value and no one is making me feel that way other than me. I'm the only one making myself feel unworthy and like I'm below or less than other people in the room. And yeah, it's just a funny, funny thing. Like I, uh, and, and the other piece of it is like when it's business, I don't feel that way. So put me in a room with anyone and they will want to work with us. If I believe they're right for this, I'm super confident. I've worked with a lot of celebrities. I've worked with a lot of really talented, successful, well-known people. And I never felt like less than when I was in the room with them. If we were working together, if I could provide value to them, which is such a huge if, um, you know, I always felt really confident and like I deserved to be in the room, et cetera, et cetera. But that was because I knew what value I was providing to them in their business. So what if I wasn't working for them and am I still a value? Am I still worthy to be in their presence? And the answer is obviously yes. Obviously, yes, it seems so obvious, but I think we judge ourselves, we undervalue ourselves, we deem ourselves unworthy. It's a huge part of resistance, which I talk about all of the time. Our resistance, our ego wants us to constantly be doubting ourselves and comparing ourselves to other people. And it's a daily practice of reminding ourselves that. And when I am in that space, when I am in that flow, I have so many more creative ideas. I have such more, I have such deeper conversations with my friends, with my husband, um, when I'm feeling valued and when I'm honestly valuing myself is the real piece of it. Um, it happens with my husband all the time. It's this feeling of like, what did I do to deserve you? Like I am not worthy. And there's a difference between that and gratitude. So gratitude is I'm so grateful to be in your presence. I'm so grateful to be here. I'm so grateful for these people in my life, for these clients, for this business, for this opportunity. And I know I'm worthy of it is the second piece. And that's the piece that I'm working on. So 
as I take off into Nepal, I'm not going to be marketing, not going to be selling. I will be connecting. I will be dropping in. I will be holding space. All of these other wonderful sides of me that I don't put enough value on. And that's what I'm going to be doing. So I applaud um, everybody who is on this path, everybody who is questioning themselves, their work, their process, and dedicated to their own growth. Um, It's been a hell of a summer. It's been a hell of an eight weeks. And I am loving the podcast. I don't even want to jinx it. The, The podcast episodes have been booked, like these guests are booked. But until I have the recorded episode, I'm not going to say who they are. But I called in some very amazing guests. I had my producer make a dream list. Like these are my dream guests and um, decided to just start reaching out. I said, I know we aren't at a crazy amount of downloads, but I'm feeling like it's time to reach out to some people on my dream big list. And two of them booked. Two of them booked. I freaked out the other night when I saw the booking. So when I get back from Nepal, we're going to have some really epic guests on the show, people who inspire me, people who I've talked about, people who I'm like stealing their words all of the time. So it's about time I get them on the show and meet them in real life. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to taking these next 30 days off. I'm looking forward to coming back. Um, It's always a fresh perspective. It's always a major, major transformation that happens when you put yourself in situations like this. And I will continue to hold space for the process and for my own growth um, while, while we go through it. So Um, just one last note, um, to everybody that has been with me on this journey. Um, I'm very grateful. Um, I know I've said this, but the podcast is my favorite thing. Um, I love sharing people's gifts, um, reminding them of their light and talking about real conversations. And as I get deeper into this, my goal is to start asking people questions that they've never been asked on a podcast before. Um, Biet Simkin, who was on the show a few weeks ago, I ended up going to her event in San Francisco and holy shit, if you have not been to one of her events, stop what you're doing right now and go. But after the event, um, we were talking and she said that she had such a great experience on my podcast because everyone wants to talk to her about her story. Um, she has quite an extreme and traumatic story that she shares. And that's what all the interviews are about. And I've listened to them all. So it's like, I know all those answers and I want to dive deeper. I want to go past that and talk about something else. And she said it was the thing she appreciated most is I was like, Hey, I know your story and I really value it, but that's not what I want to talk about today. And she said it was such a breath of fresh air. So as I continue this, my goal is to ask those questions, do my research. I spend hours researching every guest. Um, and really understanding how that interview, one, can help them, but also how it can help this audience, like questions that I'm wondering, that I think my audience is wondering, and that maybe haven't been asked before. So that's my goal in continuing this podcast. And it's so funny, you know, I don't know what the next theme is, what 
is going to happen in the business next, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm trying not to rush it. Uh, Jennifer Lewis's podcast last week, um, she talked about uh, her company being a slow burn. And I really love that vision of like an incense or a candle just constantly in the light, just constantly being this little light in the dark. And if we can just be that in the world of marketing is this little light that stays on. I don't need to be on the top of a list of rapid growth or success or all of these things. I want long-term success. I want structure. I want spreadsheets. I want goals. Um, And that's the last thing is this goal aspect is when you set a goal for yourself, and you focus on that thing for 30 days, 90 days, it will work. You focus on something, you work towards something, it will work. And so that's what I'm working on with all of my clients right now. Every month we have a goal. Every month we have a focus, a promotion, whatever it is, and everything is towards that goal and it works and it's successful. And then we move on to the next thing. And I'm going to start trying to do that in my business as well. So That's the update. I started this episode having no fucking idea what I was going to talk about, except that it was on my calendar to record my solo episode right now. And I was not feeling super motivated to do it, but I'm feeling great now. So that was awesome. (laughs) Thank you for letting me share. I hope that this was valuable and informative and helpful and resonates with some of you. Um, Thank you for being here and for holding space while we're in Nepal. I'll obviously be sharing pictures on the pod or not on the podcast on my Instagram um, while I'm away and just so excited, so excited for this journey that lies ahead of me. It's going to be sending me good vibes for all my flights (laughs) flying across the world is always interesting. And I will see you all in a month. And until then, keep growing. Thank you.